Hey, what it do with the business is. It is another week in the books with the On Deck TV podcast. I am Spike Lou. Man, holler at your boy Animal Brown, Animal underscore Brown, if you're looking for me on social media. Absolutely, man. Is everything okay, man? It's the second week you've had a hoodie on in the summer. Hey, man. It's listen. August. It is 197 degrees in Georgia <laughs> where we are. Is everything all right? Everything is good. AC is blowing snowballs in the crib. <laughs> That's why I have to keep this hoodie on. That's funny. Hide my six pack. Hiding my six pack is even funnier. <laughs> How you doing Actually, out there? Everything great? Everything is good. How about yourself? Hey, man, I can't complain at all. Happy to get another week in the books with the On Deck TV show. Yeah, you see, you called it podcast earlier, man. Got to put a dollar in the in the jaw. I do have to put a dollar in the jaw. This week, man, we dropping on your head top. Quavo showing off his hooping skills in Brooklyn. 50 got some more casting out about the BMF movie. That should be fun. And we're going to give you our top five rappers of all time. Mm-hmm. But first, your man's was in the studio. He dropped a clip. He had the big boy screen with the icebergs on. CLB is back in production. I thought it was done. My question to UAB why your boys are battling it out. Is Drake nervous that Kanye West has been in the, the waters rumbling around the same release date? And should he be? I think <clears throat> I think people are overstating this Kanye, this invisible Kanye versus Drake release date beef. Like this is cap. Kanye, people think because Kanye is drawing his album out, he's doing that to fuck with Drake. Kanye draws his, he's drawn his last seven albums out. If you remember any one of, pick any one of the last three or four, dude, and he's done this. And at some instances, he's drawn them out so long that they didn't even come out. So don't be fooled because we got a iTunes fucking pre-sale now, you may not even, we still may not get this done to do. So I don't think it has anything to do with Drake. I think it has more to do with Kanye's perfectionist ways. And I don't think now Drake, on the other hand, he's never committed to a date. Mm-hmm. So I can't put this on him either. But they does say it's ready. He does say it's on the way. I believe it's going to hit this month. I thought it was going to hit on the 13th. But I do believe it hits this month. So we got two Fridays left. I honestly believe it'll be one of these two. And I don't think Kanye has anything to do with it, man. You think he shook, though? I can tell by the hate in your face. You are absolutely insane. See? This is a thing. It's fun. This is what we need. They might as well stop doing this U.S. versus USSSR Cold War, dude. Let it on out in the open. Do the 50 cent versus um Kanye thing when they did graduation like go on and do it why not I feel like if it wasn't an issue we wouldn't be hearing anything about this but you do got people in Kanye camp asking on when the date is doing the sneak shots you got Drake dropping this of course Kanye has been late on his last seven albums you're right it's it's (laughs) Kanye West that's absolutely right but if I can be late on my album and fuck up Drake's rollout I'm here for it you know Kanye West is doing that. Like, you know, you're just a fan of both of these guys, but you know deep down in your heart, this is a Cold War. This is like the USA versus Russia, dude. This is a Cold War, and I think Drake is shook. He's shook. 
He shook that Kanye West is living in the super Mercedes dome in Atlanta. He shook that he's having big pre-shows. He thought he was going to have a smooth rollout. J. Cole is out of the way. That album is done. No one knows where the fuck Kendrick Lamar is, dude. Like, don't even, don't even get us started on that. Only thing you had to worry about was CLB in the summer being here, but all of a sudden you got Kanye West lurking in the motherfucking shadows like the Phantom of the Opera at the Mercedes-Benz Dome, dude. Yes, he should. Yeah, I remember, who was it? Karen Civil came out and said, and tweeted, somebody had tweeted out, man, he must be waiting on him to drop. He was like, nah, they cool. Nah, it's all good, LOL. And she's a more of an insider than I am. I'm going to take her opinion. No offense to Karen Civil. Much offense to you. Y'all don't know what the fuck y'all are talking about. <laughs> and even after that guy, like, it's, I, I don't know what Karen Civil's interest would be in this and, and, and mediating that other than showing that she's an insider. But, I mean, this is fun, dude. Like, nobody's going to get hurt behind this. Nobody's going to, like, there's no real Drake and Kanye beef. These are two of the biggest artists of the generation. So I, I think it's cool to have a rivalry, dude. Like, we haven't really seen this since Nas and Jay. Like, a rivalry at the top of rap where people actually cared about it. It was actually bars. So yeah. I'm, I'm here for it. Now, we're going to get some Kanye sneak disses on that CLB, though. I do believe that. I just don't know. I just don't know how much. Drake probably sent somewhere and went for a video to be edited, dude. Like, we sitting here thinking it's beefish. Don't don't do that. Don't sit here and act like this is above Drake. That's the thing. It is. That's the thing that Drake fans do to non-Drake fans that, like, irritates where you guys act like people don't give him credit. He's worried about this. He has a right to be his Kanye fucking West, dude. Like anybody would be worried. Like you can't just sit here. Oh, I'm Drake. Like it doesn't matter. That does matter. That's a dragon breathing down your fucking neck, dude. And it's okay to admit that. It's okay. I'm we're we as a people are losing out because neither one of them are dropping. And the longer they play this two step, that is a fact. That's blowing it. Drop the fucking album, Kanye. God damn, Drake. Drop the next week. There you go. You happy now? We we need that Drake before the summer. If you had to choose one, which one do you choose? And I ain't saying I know we asked the question before, which one would you listen to? But let's say the hip hop guys only allowing you to hear one before the weather changes. That's got to be Drake. Period. You got to hear the Drake before the yeah, summer's be out. Yeah, I agree. Easy. I agree with that. Um, next up, man, Little Baby did an interview on MSNBC. It was a little bit of a different look for Baby, man. I, uh, it was pretty dope. Um, you rarely see him talk outside of like the breakfast club. So it was good to see him in a different environment. Um, he spoke on a ton of, of um, events and a ton of topics while asked about black lives matter and his song, bigger picture. He responded saying that he, he doesn't feel that he'll be speaking his mind on current events anymore outside of music. My question to you is this a good or a bad approach for the uh, superstar little baby. This is an excellent approach for little baby. And shout out to him for, as we say, reading the room. Two weeks prior, I see the baby for whatever it is, well, for the comments that he said, get in high water. I see my boy T.I. respond to it. He's in high water. I see Boosie get banned from Instagram. I'm good. I'll keep putting out the bigger picture. If I know how, and I'm this is not a shot, if I figure out how to articulate it at a point where I'm not going to get backlash, then maybe I'll get to you guys at some point. But it ain't my job to sit here and talk to you and tell you guys how I feel about police brutality. I'm a musician and I'm going to make music about it. And I respect that. 
Because a lot of times we get on here and we'll give people flack for speaking outside of their lane, like stay in your lane, bro. And I feel like that he's doing that. And it's very, like you said, I was surprised to see him on MSNBC. So it's not uh, a deterrent to me to hear him say that there because I see him growing into a person that at some point may want to do that. But Mm -hmm. right now I'm, I'm under 30. I'm still building my brand. I don't have time to go back and forth with somebody about some comments that they misinterpreted. Maybe when I get TIH, I may be open to doing it, but not right now. I respect it. What if that was the platform to do that, though? Being on CNBC or excuse me, MSNBC, that's a completely different audience. And you had an an opportunity to maybe be in front of some people that may not be 100 percent involved in the culture or understand. And that could have been a teaching moment for them or an enlightening Mm -hmm. moment for them for whatever reason they were checking you out. Maybe that was the time to do that. Like you go on Breakfast Club and talk about it, you're preaching to the choir. You go to you go to Hot 97, you're preaching to the choir. Like we already know this shit. Maybe the people watching MSC, MSNBC should have heard some thoughts on it from his perspective when it comes to that type of stuff, though. They go listen to my single, uh, the bigger picture. Send go stream my song. <laughs> it's in stores now. Uh, I can get it. <laughs> That's what I would say to that. And the reason, if if I was someone advising little baby, it's like. Yeah, I can give you my opinion, as you say here now, but I'm still vulnerable enough where this platform can take me down. Mm. I'm not big. I'm not Jay-Z. I can't get on here and, and, and even if I do fuck up, it's going to bounce off me. I ain't built that yet. So when I do build that and you guys invite me back in 10 to 15 years, yeah, let's talk about it. But now if there's still a, a lane or an inkling of you, you're platform your people being able to cancel me because i haven't built up enough credit yet then i'm not going to give you guys an opportunity i got a lot more building to do so yeah and, and i actually i actually don't mind when people take this route number one because he does it with action little baby does a lot of stuff in the community we all you know what i'm saying that. a but lot of shit i don't want it twisted either though this isn't the route for everybody like it shouldn't be like it's some niggas that that they should be speaking out and have when they have interviews showing how articulate they are to current events and well versed too and being well versed in it. You had a very good prefix when you said little baby, you said superstar. Mm-hmm. From a brand standpoint, he doesn't have the ability to be able to do these things. Other rappers can't just be like, I'm gonna take the little baby ride and I'm not gonna speak on it. I hope this doesn't start a trend of that because that ain't the way either. I hope niggas don't get lazy and think, dog, no, I'm not gonna speak on it. Just listen to my song. I cut your song on it. You talk about sipping syrup and shooting niggas on like the other side of town, bro. Like it, it gotta be a, a, a one-off. It got to be some balance, though. But yeah, I, I just like balance. that he do it with the action, man. Keep doing it. Yeah. I'd much rather him, me seeing a video of him buying his neighborhood shoes and doing turkey drives and book bags. I'd much rather see that than hear him misquote fucking Sojourner Truth trying to be deep. <laughs> that's a good, that's a Sojourner Truth. Out of somebody. <laughs> nigga, trying to, <laughs> nigga trying to get his Frederick Douglass bag and shit. And nigga be like, God, nah, bro. You drop All right, shout out to little baby once again. I called him, let everybody know. So he was a superstar first. I'll let you guys know that Whoa. every time you listen. Tory Lanes, your man's mm. your unnatural hair brother <laughs> out here in these streets. He's in hot water again. People from Megan's camp claim that Tory Lanes violated a restraining order when he went on Rolling Loud set to perform with the baby. 
this seems to be following Tory everywhere he goes. Animal Brown, my question to you, young, promising star like Tory Lanez, will this Meg the Stallion situation ever be behind him? It will eventually. It doesn't seem like it, but it will. Speaking of the baby and his set, I saw 50 Cent. They asked him about the baby and his comments, and he said he can get past this. Everybody got past Chris Brown and Rihanna. So using that as the precedence of a scandal, so to speak, the baby, I mean, excuse me, Tory Lanez can get past this. If people accept Chris Brown now and they're no longer always constantly tying him to Rihanna, then I feel like there will be, there will come a time whether there's some type of conclusion to this whole situation or whether it still is up in the air of what happened, unless he's in jail, <laughs> there'll be a time when Tory Lanez is not, synonymous with Meg the Stallion. It's just going to take time and a lot of big records for people to forget that. One, comparing the baby to Chris Brown with 50 Cent is fucking nuts. It was just, a, it was a scandal. It was a scandal of him being canceled. Wait. There, people were trying to cancel the baby the same way they were trying to cancel Chris Brown before canceling was really canceling, though. Right. True. That's fair. But the reason that you can't cancel Chris Brown because he's talented. People are literally calling him the second coming of Michael Jackson, dancing, singing. He got it all. Pause. Yeah. The baby is like people were tired of that stick before this even happened. <laughs> like people were already over there. So I just don't think that he's talented enough to get past this. I disagree with 50 leading into the point about Tory Lanez. He's talented enough to get past this, I think. Mm. And it more so depends on what Meg does. This isn't going to go anywhere as long as she's hot. That's but true. then the question turns to, is she talented enough to be around for 20 years as to where this is going to follow him? As long as she's a big artist, he'll always be underneath her because this happened. I think this will always follow him as long as she's hot. She stops being hot. He comes out with a smash, which he's fully capable of because of what I said at first, talent. Tory yeah. Lanez is a talented dude. A lot more talented than the baby. Oh <laughs> and if... He continues to do what he does. He's going to be able to break through with something again if Meg is not around. That's the only caveat, the only way that he breaks through, the only way that that doesn't follow him around is she can't be around. And that looks like that's not going to happen. She's going to be here for a while. Yeah. She's talented. <clears throat> that's his biggest obstacle is Meg being hot. Facts. That's killing him. But yeah. uh, another thing is also. I don't like him. It's, it's a wrap. But he needs to clear his name, though. If he's if 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 everything went down how he's claiming it went down, then somehow, some way, this nigga need to find the the, the stoplight footage, nigga, the fucking neighborhood watch. But then it camera. goes back to we talked about it though. Does it though? Like, does he really need to clear his name, or can he just keep his head? Take a a, a big Jeff slogan. Can he keep his head low and just keep firing? It I'm going to just keep rolling off these monster hits. I'm going to beef with Meek Mill every once in a while, do something funny, and like hope that y'all forget about it. Like, Does he actually have to say, this is what happened? Like, Do you care? No, no, me personally, no. But I think general the general public that are Meg fans or that were used to be Tory fans, they do need, they do need to get some clarity because this shit is drawn on. And, and now a lot of the longer this draws on, the more it favors Tory because he's not behind bars. That's a fact. The longer this plays out, the less people are sensitive to it. it that's what yeah. I'm saying. Like, the more it's like, 
Okay, if he did do that shit, it probably did, would be some type of something. This nigga on stage, he's shaking it. Like, this nigga in videos, this nigga on stage and rolling loud. He traveling. He outside, dude. So, like, he's looking like it ain't a care in the world going on. So, it, 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 it makes his case look more realistic or it, look, it, it looks a better situation for him. It definitely looked like he knows something that we don't. It, right, exactly. Like he definitely he moving like I'm he moving. good. Y'all, yeah. y'all don't know yet, but I'm good. It's how he's moving. Yeah, we'll Which see is though. Strange. Um, speaking of the aforementioned Fifty Cent, before we get to our discussion today, he's got a new casting announcement for his BMF series on coming on Stars next month. It's supposed to be next month, and he's still making casting announcements. So that's kind of strange. <laughs> Eminem. Detroit rapper Eminem is supposed to play Detroit D boy, white boy Rick, in the upcoming Mitch, white boy Rick. <laughs> right that too. BMF series. Is this a good move, or do you need to hear a little bit more explaining to this particular uh, announcement? This to me sounds like a move. Well, I'm not sure that white people are interested yet. So to drum up more interest, I'm going to cast Eminem in a random white person role in this uh, upcoming TV show. No, this isn't a good move, dude. Like 50 Cent <laughs> has been dropping the ball with this project. And, and to, to our community, black people, this is like we're waiting on this. Yeah, may not have the same anticipation on a mass scale. But we're waiting on this. And when you start casting Eminem in major roles and parts of the story, I don't know, man. It just started to look funny in the light. It started to look gimmicky. It doesn't look like you want the BMF series to look. Like, you can play with that ghost shit. You can play with that that ABC, uh, whatever the name of those shows are that you got going on. That's cool. But you can't play with this BMF, man. It's a lot of people waiting on this. And it's a lot of people that want this to be right. And they want this to be good. And they want this story to be told accurately and efficiently. And casting Eminem as Freeway, well, excuse me, casting Eminem as White Boy Rick doesn't seem like it's doing it to me. Listen, this looks like a last second ditch effort to get some eyes on your show. I don't know. I've seen the movie White Boy Rick and I've read the BMF book. I don't know how the two are connected. Like, is he going to be in several episodes? Is he a cameo? Like, I don't know to the extent he's going to be on the show. It would have to be a cameo. Like, it's got to be the BMF days, because, of course, they started in Detroit. I would expect most of that show to take place in Atlanta. Mm, I gotcha. Atlanta and LA, based on their book and just what we know about BMF, I would I would expect it to be in Atlanta and LA. I'm I'm looking at the casting and yeah. Big Meech's son is playing He's him. Playing Meech. Yeah. That can be tricky. Uh, cause Lil he's e, new to Hollywood too. That's what I'm. And, and Lil Easy E tried to play Easy, and F. Gary Gray wasn't going. You're like, no, nah, no. Nah. And, and here's the thing: when you try to do stuff like it, it's cool. I understand you giving him the opportunity and the chance. I respect it. Can we put some people with him that are going to make sure that he does it well? For sure. Make sure that he's dedicated to doing it well. Not just in the casted role because he's Big Meech's son. Like I won't like again, this is an important story for hip hop. 
Uh, as far as how we got to the South being dominant and a lot of the stars that came out of this era. So, again, I don't have a problem with Big Meech's son playing him, but I just want it to be good. I want people to be in place, casting directors, and, and all of the stuff should be right on this. Like, they have, they have the means to tell the story correctly. I think if it could go, it could go easy, eat a little easy. He's trying to do his his dad shit and then not working, or it could go Ice Cube son killing it. Like it could go either yeah. way. That's so fact. I'm curious. Ed Har- Wood Harris is also in this, who obviously is a good actor. Snoop Dogg is in this playing a pastor. Cash Doll is in this. I don't know what her mm-hmm. acting skills are. Cash Bro, Doll from Detroit too. So. Yeah, but bro, you want to have some authenticity in it, some people that don't need to really act. You know what I'm saying? So I get that. Like, the thing, like, if this is going to hit, it got to be good actors, man. Like, that's what, that's what, but but, I don't know about, like you said, I don't know about Snoop playing a pastor. That's some slaw. I don't know about Eminem playing White Boy Rick. Like, you want to lie. You're adding a whole lot of sauce to something that's already good, dude. You know, when you out and you eat like, bro, that don't need no steak sauce. The steak is good, bro. <laughs> they don't need no A1. And you putting A1 on the steak, bro. Just relax, my nigga. <laughs> know when you got a good steak, dude. Yeah, that I don't. I'm scared. I'm I'm afraid now. That's all. Got the, that nigga putting the whole bottle on there, dude. I hope I'm wrong. Bottle A1 on the prime goddamn Kobe beef steak. Some slaw. We'll see though. It'll be here before we know it, man. Maybe we'll have some content wrapped around it. You never know. Stay tuned. Uh, yeah, that'll be, that. dope. That'll be um, dope. to discussion today, man. I had this the, the battle, the verses had us thinking with Jada doing his thing. You mentioned it on the show. He has been in the top five discussion for a long, long time. Had us thinking we've never had a top five of all time discussion on this show. We've done variations of things, but never a definitive. What's your top five? What's my top five? Now is a great time to do that coming off the heels of the Jada performance. So we're going to go over our top five of all time, dude. And and so and the things that go around it, obviously, because this could change depending on how you look at things. And why we pick these people in our top five? How you want to do it? Do you want to go name your five and then do some breakdown? Do you want to go one, one, and one? Talk to me how you want to do it. Ah, uh, let's name. We can go one, one, and one. Was that All what right. you were thinking as well? That's cool. Okay. Now, question: did, did you ask anybody as you were doing this? You do any research? I got some other top five lists that we'll reveal closer to the end. But did you ask? I did not. So I did not get any outside opinions. I didn't want mine to be swayed. Okay. So do you think that we would have, of the five, how many would we likely have growing up in the same era of hip-hop the same? I would say on average three. At least three. Yes, I, I do. Say so. Which I'm fine with that, unless, of course, somebody you're trying to troll, or you want to, somebody, wanted, somebody you asked wanted to be different, which is fine. <laughs> That's the point that I'm getting to. And that would, I'm glad you said that. That leads me to my point. Great podcasting. A lot of the feedback that I got, people were like, well, I'm going to exclude Pac and Big. And I didn't get that. Did you, like, when you were coming up with a list, knowing that we started in 93, and you're talking about top five rappers of all time, did, did it cross your mind, say, hey, 
it's boring to have Pac and Big on my list. Let me exclude them, whether it be for good podcasting, whether it be just because you thought you've outgrown saying their name on the top five list. Did it ever cross your mind to leave them off? No, and that's because I think your top five favorite can be different than your top five that you think are the best. Okay. Because I would put big, and there's an artist I would put in my favorite that I wouldn't put in the best. Do you see what I'm saying? For, for different reasons, I may gravitate toward their music more or somebody like, I'll give you an example. I don't have Eminem in my top five, right? Right. But I may have somebody in my top five favorite that doesn't rap better than Eminem does. <laughs> like, but for whatever reason, I gravitate to their music because Eminem did fall off when it came to putting out good product. So it that, like there's different ways to look at it. My top five favorite is where I would get a little frisky. But my top five of all time, where it's just like these are the best that I've heard. I'm not finna try to I'm not going to reinvent the wheel. I'm going to tell you who they are and why, even if it, if it is three or four usual suspects. OK. So, and we're doing, to be clear, top five of all time, not your favorite. Exactly. Okay. Exactly. Does your favorite list differ from that? Like Slightly. Like, Skur a lot from it? Slightly. I would probably replace two. Okay. So who you have first? We're going we're gonna to go the layup route. It's obviously Hove, who I think is the, the greatest rapper of all time. And I'm putting in this the everything, him being the blueprint, literally when it comes to in and outside the booth. But if we stick into just music, he's probably got the most classic albums out of any solo artist. Um, another person on my list is battling that, but we'll get to that in a second. Jay-Z's got four classics on a slow day. Um, five, maybe six, if you just feeling froggy. So with that being said, he's without a question, the greatest of all time. And he should be on everybody's list. He even said that on fucking black album. At the end of the day, I need to be on everybody's top five. And if you don't have him in your top five, I'm not listening to your list. Yeah. Or your 15, which is fine in that case. Yeah. If we And again, to clarify the list, we're talking about best of all time and, and rapping and being impressive and, and what they do. How do you leave Jay-Z off? You can't. It's impossible. It's impossible in in this what we call hip hop and observing this culture. People that have done it, like you can't not have Jay Z on there. I would say the same thing. I got Jay on my list, and um, if I'm going back, I remember being turned on to Jay Z. Uh, like I was all in southern music. I didn't listen to him. I've told a story on this podcast before. Got turned on to it with the uh, imaginary player song. And then I, I bought my first album after I heard Hard Knock Life on the radio night after night because it was the number one song. And I've been a Jay-Z fan ever since then. Favorite albums, The Blueprint. Like the favorite verse, maybe Song Cried or either the, the, the Mama verse or number 10 on The Blueprint. But like you can reel all of that stuff out. Thanks. And that goes to my point of being a favorite. Like you maybe have people that you like but when you have goats like jay-z like you know the index card off the wham yeah. oh this is this and when it comes on bam you write in mode it puts you right in that place when it came out i remember where i was when blueprint dropped things of that nature remember where i was when i first heard these songs so that goes to jay-z being top five have you seen him in person have you yes. seen the show yes it was which one vanderbilt mm. oh what show is that it was, that was a while ago too, though, wasn't it? Yeah, that, the, the 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 one time, but two times. The one with Beyonce was the headliner. He was the opening act, and <laughs> the other so time, disrespectful. The other time, uh, he was doing it at uh, Vanderbilt. 
what was I can't remember what album it was. Was that before we moved? Yeah. So maybe Blueprint Three, maybe. That had to be it. Around that time, it was New like York. Vanderbilt's Homecoming or something crazy. Yeah, yeah, I know he got a bag, man. They broke I, him off. It was a dope ass show, though. Yeah, I good. believe it. He puts a good show on, man. He, to be somebody that's not so like animated, you know what I mean? Yeah. He's not running around jumping around like Travis Scott and shit. It's he produced not, well for him not to be a good performer. Exactly, because yeah. that on the run was dope. That on the run, I saw. I, I, I went to on the run too. And then I went to uh, I went to Hard Knock Life tour in 98, 99. When he went to TSU, came out with the Eddie George jersey, went to that one. Those are Did the you, only two times I've seen him. I missed Watch the Throne. I still ain't forgave myself. You went to um, you went to see them overseas for On the Run. Yeah, in uh, Paris. Yeah. That was dope. Yeah, it was. was. It and it was it was slammed in there. And they, they were word for word, just as if he was in Atlanta, dude. So I was like, damn. <laughs> it's crazy seeing that so far away the impact that that it has and they may, they may have been more there for Beyonce than Jay if we yeah. keeping it a stack but still everything hit like the same though it ain't like he was rapping encore niggas didn't know what it was like no nah, like it was still hidden so it was, it was interesting I had a good time yeah facts moving on so both of us had Jay-Z on the list that's one Absolutely. I'll do my two or do two. Um, and that's Pac. I, I couldn't make like there's it's impossible for me. Like when people were responding to me when I asked them who theirs was, and they were like, Well, I'm leaving Pac off to make it interesting. I just I can't even put a list of five favorites together without Pac. Like my mind is blocked from doing it. I, I'm just not able to do that. I couldn't even come up with five excluding him. And with that being said, my views on him. Uh, as far as a rapper, I feel like that he is the ultimate. If you were creating a rapper, this he would be a 99 or 98 on the game. Mm-hmm. And I'm not necessarily talking about bars. People always try to take slight at Pac because they, oh, he doesn't rap like Jay-Z. When I think about a rapper, a rapper is a commentator of the culture. And the reason that I say Pac would be 99 and I don't knock him for bars no one has ever in the history, in my opinion, in the history of rap has commentated on the culture around him like Pop. And mm-hmm. the range going from Dear Mama to Hit Him Up to Brenda's Got a Baby, Keep Your Head Up to fucking um, how whatever song with Casey and JoJo is slipping my damn How you want right it? Now. How do you want it? Like the range of what he was able to do and how accurate his perceptions were in the songs, like all the songs starting from all the way with Tupacalypse now going to Machiavelli. Like there, there's always a, a accurate level of perception. And again, going back to what I believe a rapper is true and true. And at the end, I'm commentating on the world around me. Mm-hmm. That's why all the outside stuff is always so important around rap artists that you never see with country artists and you never see with rock artists. And you ask, well, why don't they beef? And why don't you see this? It's because they're not consumed in the culture around them like rappers are. Like your job as a rapper, no one else was speaking for black people. So hip hop started with, hey, this is going to be our communication with one another. Mm-hmm. And I don't think anybody ever did that better than Tupac to this day. Yeah, and I don't have Pac on my list. No, I guess Cap. Obviously, I have Pac on my fucking list. Like, let's be honest. A a huge Pac fan didn't get really super deep into him until right around the time he passed away. Obviously, he dropped All Eyes on Me and Machiavelli the same year, uh, which is ridiculous. Um, Those Both of those are classics. 
like I, I think uh what's dope about Pac was that yeah, if you if you're doing a creator player on 2K, Pac is a 99. That's a fact. Like, and and I, I like that he was a storyteller. And I I when people say he lyrically, yeah, like actually, like he's slick, like y'all really got Pac fucked up on the low. On the low, especially like, by the bar of now. That, like, that but no, I'm saying because the comparison was always him and big. Yeah. And like, this is why big is better. If you are on the big, big is probably the best lyricist, like of yeah. our generation, like ever nigga. Like, so saying he doesn't hold up to him, that's not really saying much in my opinion, but you listen to death around the corner, staring at the world through my rear view changes. Like you can't tell like them bars hit to if those bars never existed and somebody rapped those exact same lines today, they would still hit with that same impact. So that that's why, but you listen to some of big shit and like he's spitting, but everything doesn't, doesn't necessarily carry over because he was speaking more in like the time at the time. Pac shit timeless. You know what I'm saying? So that's why I have him on my list. It's timeless music in my opinion. And he was a timeless gifted rapper. And I'm mad that he was, a, we were a little too young to see him in person. That shit would have been dope. But yeah, uh, nigga one in Atlanta on Freak Nick, nigga trying to see Pac in person, nigga too young for that. Man. But that would have been dope. That's one one thing I kind of miss about that era. Facts. That would have been one that I would love to see. My favorite Tupac project is Me Against the World. I don't believe that. Yes. What's your favorite Pac project? Machiavelli. With everything surrounding it, nigga, the Suge shot me at the beginning. The Those cover, his, yeah. call himself Machiavelli when Machiavelli faked his death. Like just the whole, bro, that the whole project just got so much eerie shit around it. Yeah, the superstition and all that stuff behind it, but all eyes on. I mean, excuse me, me against the world is like, yeah, that shit is raw. Like that's that's like you would be if you stumbled across a kid like that today, like that Pac right there, and those were the songs that you had, and he was like, what? 22? Yeah. Man, you would have thought this nigga was going to be the, the, the next best thing, and he ended up being, like, I, I got to go with me against the world. And he lived, he lived like, 15 years in, like, five, though. He did 15 years worth of shit in, like, a five-year run, too. Facts. What you, you got, got there? I just named Pop. I did, too. Oh, so I'm doing another one? <laughs> because For sure. you had Pop. Absolutely. But the uh, other I'll one go. Was, go ahead. I'll go. Um, I'll go with someone who is still active, but I still think that they make the top five, and that's Kanye Amari West. Oh my god! Easy call. He's the best rapper producer of all time, that ain't without saying. question. He might saying. have the best catalog of all time, and that's including Jay. Oh um, I you put his first three albums up. That's probably the best three album run that we're going to ever hear. Period. Not heard. We're going to ever hear. What? What is it? What? College dropout, late registration, graduation. Those are three fucking incredible albums in a row. No other person has dropped the three album run that bananas. I fuck with Kanye because he pushes the envelope create creatively. That 808 to Heartbreaks was ahead of its time. Like he keeps doing that shit. My beautiful dark twisted fantasy is arguably the greatest album of the decade. Like his catalog, his bars, his fucking production. I get it. 
He may have some help in the booth at some point. I get it. That's fine. I think dude is top five dead or alive. If he, if he hung it up today, if you'd have hung it up three years ago, he'd be top five in my opinion. And I'm not, I don't mean favorite. I mean, he need, I, he need to be up there with Jay and pop on everybody's list. Oh my God. That's kind of facts though. What? Are you serious? Cap, I mean, it's the crack know, music, dude. You know that's Cap, though. Top five all time? Yes. No. How we stopped the Black Panthers. Ronald Reagan cooked up an answer. Woo, you hear that? <laughs> when Jill Scott was hearing. When her <laughs> heroes and heroin was got hooked on heroin. Man, you got man, listen to what Doobie, man. For, he, you can't like, do it home. because you know and I know that he didn't write this stuff. I don't and know that. That's still a, you knew that nigga. Who Look wrote that? that? Saha wrote that bar. Saha that wasn't around seen. in late registration. Yeah, he was. You just didn't know it. You just didn't <laughs> know that he was around, nigga. He been around. That opens the door for other Sahas. If Saha was around later, who was around writing that shit earlier? It was consequence. You know this. Kanye. Consequence. <laughs> he wrote that, nigga. And it's just talent got a lot to do with this list. And one of the things that I wanted to hit on, it is going to seem off subject, but it's not. I was watching the NFL Top 100 this week. Mm-hmm. And they would name, like, they were in the 90s. And when they were named... That's where all the Cowboys was at. But go ahead. <laughs> oh, anyway, you see, that, you see it, back. <laughs> right there. I don't see none. I see no rings. Right there. Uh, anyway, they were talking about the Top 100, and they were talking about, they were naming D-tackles, like three of them, like very Aaron Donald-like. I'm like, bro... Aaron Donald is the best goddamn D tackle, arguably player in the league. These niggas are not Aaron Donald like you have to recognize greatness when you see it, dude. We do a great job. I think in this generation of where we're at now as a society, we we diminish greatness. We see shit so much on Instagram, like it's some random rapper that you've never heard of with a million followers and the money phone and he in a Rolls Royce. And you can't even, you've never literally heard of this dude. It seems like greatness is so attainable because of the things that we measure them by now. And I think Kanye West is one of those, like he's just, it's, it's, it's not actual greatness. Like those Stop. people compared to Aaron Donald, that's not actual greatness. It's good. He's a great artist, a great entertainer. But when we're talking about talent, and you stand him next to a nigga like the next person on my list, Little Wayne. He's neck and neck. No, it's not even a th- fucking thing. Like if I put two, like I could put a nigga like Pac in the booth with Wayne and I can respect what Pac did, even though I know he's not going to get there. Same thing with Jay. Same thing with whoever else is on the list that I haven't got to yet. But not with Kanye West. Like Wayne is going to wrap circles around this nigga three to four times over. That's not true. And that's the next person on my list. And that's the reason why, because strictly off of talent, nobody is as talented on this top five list when it comes to rap. Not commentating culture like I was talking about with Pac, completely hypocriting my last point, but just strictly from I'm a rapping ass nigga standpoint to me, the best I've ever heard is Lil Wayne. Like the, the best that I've ever heard as far as I'm riding in the car and I'm like, nigga, did you hear what he just said? Or mm. I'm listening to a song that came out two years ago and like, damn, I didn't never realize he said that in that bar. Like Wayne is that type of rapper. He's that good. He made 
that big of an impact for the generation right after us. We're of the Jay-Z generation. Jay-Z is the greatest thing since sliced bread to niggas our age and, and older and, and right in this gap. <clears throat> but after that generation, it's going to be few and far between when you find a nigga that say Lil Wayne ain't the best. Yeah, that's a fact. No, that's a fact. Um, and I have Wayne on my list, too. I have to. His run, when he was calling himself the greatest rapper alive, best rapper alive, he was killing shit, dude. And us being where we're from, we listened to them squad mixtapes. We knew what it was. Like, we didn't need the Carter one to know what the score was, dude. We knew it before that. And Wayne's transformation, he was talented at 12. Like, Fact. let's be clear. We also knew that. Yeah. We was listening to them hot boys. We listened to the original hot boy. We're like, hold on, dude, right? That got some though. Like we went, we didn't know he was gonna be GOAT status, but we knew he was talented. Yeah. And I, I feel like he he like LeBron would in terms of like meeting those expectations, though, like or it, really exceeding the expectations. So I I definitely I have Wayne on my list too. I it's impossible not to see his influence on the game currently. And quiet as kept, even though he did take a few years off. Let's be clear. He them I am not a human being years. He took the he sat the, he sat the bench. He he went to go he play baseball overseas. like Mike. Poor Demar Bear. He went overseas. He went to China. Yeah, there you go. He went to China. He took a break. He went to go play for the Birmingham Barons. Whatever the fuck you want to call it. But low key, Wayne still got it too, though. Real low key. He back. He may not be. We he may not have the Carter one or two in terms of like a full body of work. But he could still rap his ass off with the clever bars, the, the shit that make you rewind, the stuff that makes you laugh out loud. Like he's he's got those from now until the end of time. He's probably one of maybe three people that will be undefeated in a versus battle. There's a clip floating around of him speaking about. Um, I, I got to address that, too. But there's a clip floating around about him speaking about mental health. Yeah. And that's probably a big reason we're talking about those. I am a human being years that he wasn't able to, to to do the things that we expected him to do but i'm glad that he's in a great space now and he's able to talk about the mental health and, and getting back to popping how he wants to because you can definitely tell uh like you said that he's back you and, said and wayne that, hold on real quick that interview that you're talking about it uh he, he's on a guy i forgot the guy's name but he talked about when he got shot when he was young and how the story always used to be he was playing around with the gun and he shot himself he actually said he was trying to kill himself Mm. because he was depressed because his mom wouldn't let him rap because of his school grades. And he was really like finna take himself out. He just missed. So, but he, but he actually said that a couple of years ago, it just didn't make a lot of waves for whatever reason, this particular interview, he's, I guess they went a little deeper into it. This is making more rounds, but he has said that before though, for the record. Yeah, mental health is a lot bigger now. So exactly. But yeah, he's uh, undefeated. He's one of a few people that's undefeated in the verses though. It's going to be well, hard that's not sledding. possible. It huh? can't be it can't be one of a few people because what if those people went against each other? Like who well, who can who who are you saying that were that, that can that can't lose in a versus? Because I, I got think, Wayne. I don't think nobody can be Wayne. Mm, it ain't. I, and if and especially if we want whole career mixtapes and everything. 
Like nigga, like the, got three Wayne, if a nigga gonna him. be Wayne, he gotta have a caveat. And that's why I say he'll beat anybody because he's the only nigga you gotta have a caveat. Either they're gonna say you can't do the mixtape, so you can't do the regular shit. But you ain't you know way you can't do the features, the, yeah. you can't do the stuff. It ain't it ain't no way a nigga finna step in that ring and take the heat where Wayne got access to features, mixtapes, and original. Come on, bro. He want that smoke. I ain't gonna lie, that would be dope. If he did a versus where it was 20 just of his fires features. That would be dope. It's like a feature versus would be hard. That would even the score up a little bit. He still would maybe win. Kanye. Maybe that that I give you that that would be a fire versus Kanye and Wayne. That would be you put that, that motherfucker. That would be in. a knockdown drag out fight. <laughs> you put that motherfucker in a hundred thousand seat stadium and let's make it do what it do. Like that should be crazy. But I but yeah. I, so, so like I said, I had Wayne too. So we got one more. So we have one more on the list. It's big, man. Mm. For me, it's big. For the record, I don't have big. You don't have big. And nope. the reason that I have big on this list, I still genuine, genuinely believe, easy for me to say, big is still top three best rappers that I've ever heard in my life. Mm. Bar for bar from a lyric standpoint. When I put life after death in, he's one of the few rappers that I still, I'm like, damn, he was ripping that. No. Like not in the sense of oh, that was a cold verse or cold bars, like, but more so in the sense of this shit is 20 years old. And if it came out yesterday, <laughs> it would be a lot better than a, the majority of the niggas rapping right now. And I'm talking about like shit, like I got a story to tell, even hypnotize. Uh, what's the verse that you love on the puff shit? The more money, more problems. He killed it. The more money, more problems, but not the, um, what's the name of it? Which one? Uh, uh, oh, victory. Uh, yeah, I guess niggas that can't do that right now today. Fifteen takes, <laughs> emulate that big verse, and they can't. They won't be able to hit it. Even That's juicy, just how special he was. Juicy, yeah. just the delivery and what Big did. Even the the setting the lane for niggas like Rick Ross, where I ain't got to be attractive. I just gonna be a big fly nigga. I'm gonna talk my shit. And I'm gonna be really really good at what I do. I ain't here for the rest of the shit. You ain't got no jokes for me because I'm going to squash you. That was it. I love Big for that. That's why he's in my top five. Not to mention, like I said, he's still probably one of the best rappers, one of the best three rappers that I've ever heard in my life still today. And he ain't dropped a bar in 25 years. Big is amazing without question. The only reason I don't have him on my list is that the resume is too short. And I'm one of those people. I'm that guy. Everybody knows that guy. He only had two albums. I'm that guy. I have to do that when everyone on this list has damn almost double digit projects. Like it's it's hard to when that's what makes that's what makes rap so difficult. You know how you see a running back, nigga. He'll be good as hell, nigga. Chris Johnson was good as hell for two years, dude. He did a two, maybe three, and after that, niggas fall off a cliff. Sustaining high level of rapping and making music and performing over 10, 15 years, I have to give it to that person over Big, no matter how cold Big was, and he was cold as fuck, like, still to this day. And I'm a huge Big fan, too. I love both of them albums. Them just, especially Life at the Devil, man, that's my shit. Perfect, um, yeah. But he didn't, make my, he didn't make my list, though. And mm -hmm. I take Pac obviously they're going to be linked forever i lean Pac just slightly and so that's why i put him on here because i had to get one of them okay so who now you the real fifth best rapper 
top five of all time, even though he's active and about to drop in a few weeks. God damn it is Aubrey Drake Graham. He's already there. He's the goddamn Steph of this shit. He changed the game. Got niggas trying to shoot from 30 feet out in a regular game. That is Drake right now. He took the singing and rapping and blew it up to a level 100 to where now, if you even want to try to get in a deal, get in the door at any record label, nigga, if you don't rap or sing like Drake, then you're not getting in. Like that's what the game has come to. I feel like he does both equally well, especially, especially, especially when he wants to bar you down. When he, he wants to wrap you under the charts. table, he can do that. When he wants to make a single, he can do that. When he wants to sing on a hook, he can do that. When he wants to be featured and make somebody else, give him, give somebody else their top billboard song ever, he can do that. He is the most versatile, like biggest cheat code rapper of all time, dude. So he has to be on the top five list today. He's got a classic mixtape. He's got a classic album. What do you want to do? Well, Anybody want to take it there? I want him to rap. That's what I want. He does. He's been doing that all year. Have you been paying attention to what's been going on? Like he hasn't uh, missed yet. I just don't know. I, I first of what all, you have, have a top five list with Drake, Wayne, and Kanye West, right? Yes. Yes. Who are you? You should um, be brought up on charges. I'm a legend at your age, having those people on your top five list. That's right. That, that's that's post your greatness generation. You grew up in the golden era of hip hop. I'm taking all three of them over big. Everyone past that era, huh? I'm taking them three over big and respectfully Nas. What are you saying? Respectfully what? Nas. Ain't no respectfully to that. Them niggas washing (laughs) Nas. Them niggas is washing Nas. We not gonna do that though. Niggas is washing Nas, nigga. But um, I don't know. I, I I just I don't put Drake in that category. Like you said, I think that it's the ultimate cheat code. I'm not putting Drake or Nelly or Bone or Jelly or any of these niggas that did saying in the fuck? same category as I'm putting niggas with bars. Yeah, Drake can rap. But if it ain't no buts, he can rap. Thank He's you. just not in the top five all time yet to me. I'm yeah. not saying that he couldn't make it there. I just think that, that he genuinely is one of the people who's in the lane of his own. Um, you want to talk about a verse? Not even, and I ain't even talking about singing and rapping like that's just the start of it like right. we've never seen anything like this before in the sense of you don't know where to categorize him because he's so big like he do do could give you straight bars from here on out but he's just so popular it's still gonna be pop shit no like it's just it's drake dude like there's like there is no comparison to what we're looking at i genuinely believe that like this is and we'll look back and again going to that greatness comment that i made well we just don't we don't recognize it enough where we are in our society now. Like we're looking at something that literally has never, it's, this has never happened. And it's never, especially someone at this level being that good at it. Uh, but with that being said, I still don't got him top five. This run is unprecedented. That's a fact. Uh, yeah, I agree. I just, and I don't, like I said, I, and the only reason that he probably wouldn't be in my top five right now, cause I just classify him different. Like I, I, I'm not even giving niggas the credit of saying that they in a lane with him. Like That's even fair. as much as much as I admire Jay Z, as much as I admire like what Wayne did, and as much as I admire what Pac personifies as a rapper, I admire more like the, the what Drake has did. That shit is unbelievable. Yeah, 
like especially like people don't get it that we seen a lot more like we didn't come up with fucking KRS one and then the eighties right. and Rakim and none. we've seen a lot. Yeah. And to see as much as we seen in hip hop and to see a nigga like Drake doing what he do, that shit is unbelievable. That's literally I, unbelievable. That's why he's top five now. No, no. <laughs> but I, I had this conversation. Get a lane by himself. Though. I just couldn't. Like I said, I, I think it diminishes what he does to list him on a, a, a list of top five rappers. Cause he bigger like this. This maybe when he put out what? Well, what's the name of the album when he had the fro with the blue background? Uh, if you're reading, I mean, um, nothing, nothing was the same around that time. If you were listing him as top five rappers and putting him in his places as all time, I could understand it. But the trajectory of where his career has gone since then, and just like the gravity of what he is as an artist. Like, I just, I can't put him on a list with rappers. His, his verses will be a problem too. But I had this conversation real quick before we get to these wins and losses. Shout out mm. to my guy, Bird. We were talking about who needs to be the new NBA logo. We was like, they need to switch it up. It don't need to be Jerry West no more. And mm. he said, there are three people who could qualify for the logo. He okay. said, Kobe, respectfully, LeBron, and he said Steph could be the logo. He said those are only three people that could be the logo because of the impact that they had on the game itself. That's why I have Drake as so high on my list is because of the impact. I, I think it's he's going to get to the point where it's undeniable. He's going to be right there with Jay. Like if your list doesn't have Jay or Drake, I'm going to look at you like you're crazy. I, and I think he's already there. But if somebody needed three or four more years, I be, that's fair. But I think he, I just personally think he's already there. The reason that I would go against it, I think the biggest point for me is I don't think that he hasn't set an attainable bar. Like a nigga just rapping and even now a nigga just rapping and singing, you're still not going to be able to do what Drake did. <laughs> now, Somebody do real talk. It sounds crazy, but like even if you like, you know how good you're going to have to sing to do this shit better than Drake? Like Somebody the bar, the, the rapping part of it, he got that sold up. But be, even the singing part, like he ain't that great at it, but he does it so well. Like he's made it where everybody trying to do this and it don't sound good. So now you can't even break through when you do this. Yep. So I, I just look at it like Drake has set an unfar like niggas can a nigga can aspire to be Jay-Z. Like if I'm little baby, it's a long shot. And I'm not saying he's gonna do it, but if I'm little baby. If I'm a little baby, I can sit back and say, I see the route that he took to get to right there. I can try to do that. I'm going to find me the baddest pop star in the game. I'm going to do this and do that. I'm going to try to take the route to get to where Jay-Z is. Ain't no, ain't no Drake path. <laughs> <laughs> ain't got this sauce. Like, we were just like any nigga, nigga, any nigga that come to ask Drake that how you do this, his response would be, nigga, you can't. <laughs> let's just go from there you can't do this i can help you with anything else my nigga if you young and you want to be drake let, let me break this news to you my nigga you can't be drake it ain't gonna happen again not where i'm alive top five dead or alive yeah different lane totally different lane y'all let us know man top five who was in your top five you can go to usual suspects if you want to if you want to troll and fucking throw somebody that don't belong in it that's fine too just leave a comment youtube.com slash on deck tv podcast of course at on deck tv show on instagram we got some wins who on that list have you seen wayne in person yes but it wasn't this was carter one way at like mm. the municipal auditorium 
You don't remember that concert? It was a TSU concert. Him, Jeezy. That was municipal though, or was that um at the at a, at they gym at the TSU gym? No, nah, this was municipal. Oh, okay. Oh, it was what? Hold on. Was that he there? Came, uh he performed. Uh, I'm not sure. Cause I've seen I've seen Wayne in person walk by me at a show, and he was like literally half my size. That's the only reason I remember. I was like, damn, that nigga small as fuck. But I couldn't remember if he performed. But if if he did, that was the only time I saw him. That was a long time ago. Yeah, he performed at Municipal. It was it was a cool show. Okay. It wasn't great. It was cool. And Drake, have you seen Drake? No, I've never seen Drake live. I would like to see that though. And they got so many hits. Like I my if if I go to a concert, I if I know 60% of the songs, I'm good. I feel like with Drake, you're gonna go in there and know 80. Like just nah, he got a lot. I, I, I went to Drake in Future and he did a medley, and you would be like, oh shit. <laughs> <laughs> this nigga got a lot of records, lot of bro. Is uh, I, I think yeah, the next Drake tour, I will go on it. I would definitely go on it. I'm ready for it, man. What we got though? Wins and losses. Y'all know how we do before we get out of here, man. We're gonna give you the wins and the losses of the weeks, the ups and the downs of the hip hop world. Starting with my man Quavo, he was out in Brooklyn putting in work. He shows his athletic prowess once again, sending a fan shot into the stands on an attempted layup. Did you see this? I did. I saw Quavo. Listen, he is holding it down as the best hooping rapper right now. Tracks. Whether it's a celebrity game or whether it's at Rucker Park, apparently, or wherever the fuck this was at. Quavo just all around. Though. The nigga was throwing quarterback. Like, any celebrity game he's in there. I seen him playing football. He had a home run almost in the All-Star game for baseball. Like, I, shout out to Quavo, man, living his best life, man. doing he, This is how you supposed to be a rapper. I That's agree. Do it, man. He I, don't want to see like me though on that court though. I'd have gave him work, nigga. In the pain. That is not true. Shit. You had, you probably haven't moved quickly in at least two years. <laughs> just moved quickly. Just even got out of the way or something. <laughs> like you ain't even got out of the way in two years. Man. Oh, shit. Um, next, man, we got an L to Hot Boy Turk. He says during his wild times as an aforementioned hot boy that we talked about later with Little Wayne. They went back to their baby mamas and gave them crabs. <laughs> Time Huge you gotta know L. when to be quiet, Turk, man. Huge L to Turk. Turk said some wild shit in his DJ Vlad interview, boy. He got, he said they asked him about the kissing shit. He was like, yeah, like we kissed the bird man on the mouth. Like everybody play gay games with their homeboy. Like I don't understand what the big he deal is. That. This was in 2020. I swear he said that. How do people still fall for the play? I just don't understand it, man. I don't understand. First of all, trying to put that quote, that nasty ass quote on Vlad was disgusting. Because that nigga was the one that said that unprovoked. <laughs> but that no, bro, was... Vlad is the nigga that sets the platform for that. Like, who ain't no, like, bro, don't no. nobody care about that shit in 20. Well, let me be from clear. Turk. If you want to fill up a 30, 45 minute Turk interview with all due respect, you have to talk about shit like Bro, that. if I got to ask Turk about kissing bird, man, can I just not have Turk on? Can we do that? Can That's I just not too. just I don't want to interview Turk. If we got to go back to the baby and the Wayne kissing 25 years ago on Rap City, then can we just we, not interview? We That's wouldn't ask point. him. I, I, I wouldn't ask him. I, I don't want to know. I don't care. I don't care about the gay games that he played with his homeboys. I promise. That's why gay games. That's on Turk. That's on Turk and his homeboys, man. You niggas live your best life. Uh, uh, (laughs) Also, the niggas out there living their best life, illly affecting everybody else out here, man. L to everybody taking your man WAC 100 serious. Uh, In the recent weeks, he's got into it with 
Savage, 21 Savage, Meek Mill, and Jim Jones all going back and forth with this man on Clubhouse. Uh, Meek wants to set up a meeting, wait for it, with WAC 100 and Louis Farrakhan. <laughs> bruh, um, listen. Bruh, wait, wait. <laughs> if I was Farrakhan, the, the rigor and the disgust that I would hang my phone up with if me called me and was like, hey, bro, I want to set up a sit down with me, you and whack. It's exactly why I don't give rappers my goddamn number. <laughs> if I was Farrakhan is what I would be saying. Fuck out of here, man. The, the last person on earth that needs to sit down with the honorable Minister Louis Farrakhan is whack 100. I swear uh. Nobody needs to see that. Nobody. I see that Wack has found the lane for himself doing the interview with Takashi. Thinking of Wendy Williams, dude. We tried our best to not speak on any of this shit, but it just keeps persisting. Meek is keeping it alive. Twenty One Savage is keeping it alive. Jim Jones keeping it alive. Why are y'all niggas still on Clubhouse? Number one. That's number one. Why are y'all nigga? What's next? MySpace, nigga? You gonna be friend? You gonna defriend them on MySpace, dude? Like what's take next? Take about the top eight. They gonna take. Yeah, yeah. He gonna put them out your top eight, eight, bro. Like come the fuck on. Get off of. Get off of Clubhouse, dude. Go find something to do and stop making him relevant, man. Because he's trolling and it's working and it's getting on my nerves. It's nuts, man. It's nuts that he's able to get this off, dude. And it, like I just like niggas was genuinely mad at him. Like Jim Jones genuinely bro- blood pressure boy. Meek genuinely yelling at this nigga. Like, bro. Again, I know I seem like I'm hard on Meek Mill. I just expect so much out of him, bro. Like it should have been somebody around him. Like, nah. Like, don't even release that you was thinking about doing that, bro. Stop. Like, th- there's no reason that a nigga like if I got access to Farrakhan, whack 100 ain't my plus one. Absolutely. Ever not. in life. No. I don't care what he got going on, bro. You done lost the privilege to sit down with the minister, dude. That's, That's it. That's it, dude. Um, I'll say this. Let's go to the on deck of the week. We're going to YouTube. Very spirited comment section under our last Nas episode. For some reason, although you gave it three reels, good work streaming, and I gave it three and a half, which is banging, people were in the comments like we shitted on that Nas album. Um, so just a couple of comments. Shout out to Finn Baylor. He said the album is a classic. I don't know, but he said the album is pretty great. Um, somebody shout out to David. He said, respectfully disagree. This is easily one of the best albums of the past few years. Y'all tripping. Um, also shout out to Maurice Hunt. He said rap ish could definitely work. He's clearly, you clearly paid him to say that. Shout out my guy, Maurice, man. He know good content when he hear it. Ain't no way it is. Um, shout out to my guy, Chris Lucas. He said three reels definitely worth checking out. See, that's what I'm saying. Nobody three is not bad. What? Why are they three and a half? Definitely ain't bad. Like, I don't understand why y'all wanted us to crown it a classic over the weekend. I don't get that. But thank you guys for commenting, though. Very dope. We appreciate that. Couldn't read all of them. It's 21 comments. I can't read all of them. We'll be here all night. Keep commenting like that, man. We appreciate that. That's what we're looking for. Actually. Absolutely, man. What you got me to put on, though? I need something good to watch or read well, or listen to. That is a great question. Netflix, shout out my guy, Jay Hove. Um, he hit me up. He asked me, man, have you seen? You know how I get down with the mafia shit. I love it. Uh, on Netflix, it's called Fear City. 
Mm. Uh, it's a new take on the 90s. I mean, you've seen, if you've seen one mafia documentary, you've seen all of them at this point. There's really no new information, but this was about the, the FBI side of it and how they set up the wire and how they got all this shit together to bring down the all the crime families and charge them with Rico. It goes into Rico laws. We talked about um, who. What's the guy's name? Casanova. Casanova. It talks extensively about Rico and what it is, if you're interested in that. But it was a really good documentary. It's three parts. You can knock it out quick. Uh, It's very dope. And also another thing, I saw two clips of this. I haven't watched it yet, but it looks very authentic. And I got to check it out. That's the Miss Pat show on BET. BET Plus or some shit? BET Plus, the app or whatever it may be. I listened to her on Rogan. She was great. Uh, about a two-hour interview. If you really want to get deep into her story and what she got going on, it's dope. Really fascinating backstory. Uh, but she was on Breakfast Club, too. She has a new show out, The Miss Pat Show. The clips I saw were fire. That's the type of shit that I'm looking for on TV from Black people. So I'm here for it. So The Miss Pat Show and the other one, The Mafia Show. Very interesting concept for that Miss Pat Show. Uh, a sitcom that's like rated R, though. Yeah, and like fine. edgy though i'm fucking I with it. i saw the clips too i'm fucking with the clips i gotta watch this episode see what it's hitting on the cussing um, with the laugh tracks is fire i think yeah that's, that's crazy yeah i'm fucking that's with that i'm fucking with that um i have two put-ons number one i'm on netflix too shout out to untold the palace of the uh the malice at the palace story i know that's been told before in the 30 for 30 this one had really good footage, really good storytelling. Obviously, if you don't know, I'm a, I'm a huge Pistons fan, so it's going to hit a little different for me. But even if you're just a general sports fan, I think you would fuck with this. They talking to everybody involved. And I'm talking about even the, the fan that went on the court and got sprung on. They talking to the dude who threw the cup. They talking to Tim Donahue, the, the ref that was betting on games. They talking to him. He was the ref at the game. I didn't even know that. Like, there's a lot of stuff in there that's really dope. Uh, Steven Jackson, Metal World Peace, Jermaine O'Neal. It's really, really well done. Um, and just the impact of what that meant for somebody like Reggie Miller's career. It's really good. It's really well done. It's only like an hour. It's a real easy watch. So um, I definitely recommend that. And lastly, too, shout out my guy, Nikki Ducey, um, collabing with the Frames Per Second podcast. We are having a live event here in Atlanta, um, August the 29th, Sunday. We're going to go see Candyman. We done booked out the theater. Y'all pull up. Fuck with us. You can get tickets. There's a link in the bio or in the description of this show to go get tickets. It's going to be a whole new movie going experience, dude. We booked it so we can do whatever we want. We can st- crack jokes in that motherfucker while the movie going. If some bullshit happened, I'm going to boo that shit if it's whack. We're going to have some fun in there, dude. No rules. Do whatever we want in the theater. Come out and kick it with us. Very limited seating, though. So, yeah, snap, snap you a yeah. pass up real quick. Very limited seating. We're going to test it out, see how much fun we have, man. May do some more stuff down the road. Absolutely, man. Come join us. I'm going to be in the building, man. My guy, Nikki, do say y'all come kick it with us. That's going to be really, really fun, man. You like Candy Man 1? You like the original one? I've never seen it. So this is going to be all new to me. Mm. I, I, people people crack jokes when I tell them this, but I, I'm I'm out on scary movies. Like I'm doing this to support and, and make sure that the brain. But you like strong. Jordan Peele shit though. Peele, it's, it's, it's that so- ain't I'm talking about supernatural scary shit. I ain't on no none of the supernatural shit. Like Jordan Peele, he walks a fine line. Like it's like a kind of a more of a uh 
psychological a little bit. It. Yeah, like, but if it, if they're if they're monsters and there's some fucking ghost or some shit, like, no, this that ain't this though. Yeah, I know that ain't this, but yeah, even yeah, yeah. like, I'm out. I'm, I'm good. Yeah, I don't fuck with I'm that haunted house shit. I'm out. Yeah, I'm out. I'm I'm all the way gone on the Covenant Nine and. <laughs> The the the, the, the conjuring seven yeah, and shit. the spooky doll like I'm good <laughs> I'm one million percent good on that though but this should be fun though I went to the movies this past week to see that Aretha so I'm I'm out in, in these movie streets that Aretha would man listen Jennifer Hudson give her an oh. award right now mm. for that um because she bodied that and Marlon Wayne's bodied it too and nigga did a great job you I know he was in Marlon. it. You ain't never seen Marlon Wayne's like this. Promise you that he bodied it. That was really good on his part. Shout out to that man. I may go check it out. But again, we appreciate y'all for tapping in. One more, One more put on we got. before we go out of here. Speaking of tapping in and keeping the brand strong, check out me, my guy Big Jeff and Sean Walsh. We're gonna preview these last five episodes of Raising Canaan. Yeah, my God. We tap in on the TV. <laughs> y'all know we tap in on the TV, man, like we did with the snow school. So I'm gonna give you guys a review of those last five episodes. They're taking a break this Sunday, so we're gonna drop it on Sunday for you guys since it won't be an episode for you and let you guys take in that review that we have of the last five episodes so that should be fun you're not absolutely. watching that huh you're not watching that no absolutely you're not waving the 50 cent flag on here week in and week out about them slaw ass shows nope I'm doing it for the brand because definitely I wasn't watching that but you guys wanted a review I got hit up a couple times like you guys should review this so it's, I ain't, it's mama body in it though I like the mom in it, man. She's killing it. I'll take y'all word for it. Also, support the real man. Patreon.com slash Realville. Two brand new album reviews coming soon. We appreciate y'all tapping in, man. Thanks as always. Until the next time, we are out. Absolutely.